In the name of Jesus. Friends, hurry up and get on your Twitter account. There needs to be a march. There needs to be a march on heaven's gates right up to God's front door, and you need to let him know how bad the situation is. Lazarus, begging, sores on his body, while the rich man, he's got it all, man. He's got everything. He's got the big house. He's got the fine cars. He's got the nice cars. Equality? Where is it? You're probably getting a little antsy in your seat right now, saying, Oh, Pastor McKay, you're going to get yourself in trouble today. Talking about that kind of thing in this day and age? Jesus talks about it. I think we should be in good company if we talk about the truth of God's Word, should we not? Should we not be theologians of a cross and simply call a thing what it is? Or perhaps we should be theologians of glory and march right up to God's door and tell Him how unfair life is. That's right. You think it. You think it all the time. The sinner in you. How it's unfair, fill in the blank, that this happens to so-and-so and doesn't happen to you that you have this problem and that problem, and, and, and perhaps that the big man upstairs just doesn't care one little iota for you. But oh, everybody else who has it good, he cares about them. And you fall into that deep, dark hole. As a sinner, we all do. All men are sinful and unclean, born that way. Except for one one who knew no sin, but yet became it for you. I'm glad we got a chance to dedicate that beautiful processional crucifix this morning. It kind of makes the point. Wonderful donation given to our church to remind us of what Paul preaches, Christ crucified, of what we are called to look towards. And now in our gospel text here today, here we have Lazarus, a poor beggar, who by, by all of your rational mind and ability, it's just an unfair, hopeless situation. And Lazarus dies. All men will die. The life in your very body will cease one way, shape, or form. Even if Jesus returns, the body you are in will cease to be no more. So why do you spend so much time worrying about that body? Why do you spend so many hours out of the day constantly, not only comparing yourself to others, but but looking for your best life here and now. Your best life is not here and now. Your best life, Scripture says, is hidden. It's hidden with Christ. And you can't see it now. Us poor sinners can't see it. Which is why Jesus comes down and opens heaven for you. He opens it for you. Lazarus, in, in this story, he dies and he gets to see it. 
He's there at, at Abraham's side. And he sees the throne of the Lamb and the angels and all the things that the rest of the good book tells us about. And, and he has it all. And he actually had it all even back when he was a beggar. Lazarus, you see, lived by faith, not by sight. The world would look at Lazarus and say, oh, woe is this situation. It's so bad. We need to make some changes. Well, to be fair, and make sure you catch this point, we are called to love our neighbor, to care for our neighbor who is in need Red, yellow, black, or white, regardless, all are precious in God's sight. To say that one has faith without acting that out in love, without caring for the needs of, of those around you, well, may not be faith at all. So there should be a concern for all, for their status, for their needs, for justice, but for us as Christians, all of this flows from faith. From faith that God is the giver of, of all good gifts. All the gifts that the rich man had, they truly were all gifts from God, but the rich man didn't look at it that way. They were his gifts. He had earned them himself. Darn tootin'. Earned it all by himself. No thanks to God. Thanks to me and my hard work and my good sense and, and, and my penny pinching and whatever. But for Lazarus, someone of faith, someone who simply begged of God's mercy, and it doesn't make sense to you and me, the sinner. You see, a good life here and now is ironically different from the life the world would teach you. A good life is simply a life of faith. And you ready for this? A good life is being known by God. You might not have noticed in this story or in all of the New Testament, as Jesus tells these parables or parable-like stories, he only mentions a person's name once. Have fun digging for that this week. But there's only one time that Jesus mentions an actual name, and it's in our story for today. Lazarus. Lazarus is derivative of the Hebrew Eliezer. Lazarus simply means the one whom God helps. And even though it doesn't seem like God is helping him, he is. Are we not called to suffer with cross, with Christ, to, to pick up our cross and, and follow Him, to trust that He will provide for every one of our needs, even here in this life? Or is our life and even our blessings dependent just upon us? You can't have it both ways. Yes, we cannot know the mind of God. Why he gives to some in a certain way and to others a different way. But Jesus teaches a real important lesson in our gospel text for today. He teaches us that poor folks aren't necessarily poor and rich folks aren't necessarily rich. Because it all comes down to being 
known by God to being fully known by Him. And for this, Christ has come. And as we've come through now Trinity Sunday, where God reveals His name to us, we also emphasize the fact that God has given that name to you, His very name in the waters of holy baptism, that He knows you, that in the waters of holy baptism, your name now has been grafted into His family tree, this this beautiful, wonderful genealogy. And we have a picture of that here in our gospel text for today, especially with Abraham in our Old Testament reading. God promises Abraham what? Promises him that he's going to have descendants. As numerous as the stars in the sky and the sand on the shore, but, but Abram simply believes. Simply believes. And that faith in God's word is credited to him is righteousness. This faith Lazarus had, but the rich man, who ironically is not named, does not. There is a heaven, and there is a hell, and they are named by Jesus in such a way in our text for today. There's no crossing over between them. The sinner in you, whenever you hear that someone says, oh, I've died and I've gone to heaven, or I've seen something I'm not supposed to see, you want to run out and buy that book right away. You want to read that news article when it pops up on your phone. The sinner in you is always looking for some sort of extra oomph to your life here and now. The sinner in you is always saying, I don't have enough, Lord. I don't have enough fill in the blank. I need more. And Jesus just smiles at you and says, was I not enough? Was I not enough for you? In squeezing out all of my holy, precious, innocent blood of of descending from heaven and dying for you? Was, Was my life not enough for you? You need more than that? Your life is hidden with God in Christ Jesus your Lord. And He's given you His name. And He promises that that He's going to take care of you. And that one day, just as Christ is risen from the dead, He's going to raise you. But the sinner in you, oh man, I want action. I want change. I want utopian progression. I want to march towards complete equality with God and everyone else. Repentance is what we need. To humble ourselves before the Most High God and to simply cling in faith and trust that He who has accomplished all good things will yet give us, regardless of where we live, how much we make, regardless of what we do, that through faith He will give us all. And He has. This is the confidence. This is the confidence that we hear in our epistle text. By this is love perfected within us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as He is, so also are we in this world now, and we love because He first loved us. God grant us love for our neighbor. God grant us care for the Lazaruses and others that are around us. But above all, God grant us faith. 
and trust in his gifts. May we repent of trying to have more of this and more of that, of doubting that God will give us what we need or that he will care for us. And may we simply, simply to his precious cross, to Christ himself, may we cling and have our faith and have our hope. Lamb of God, have mercy upon us. In the name of Jesus.